This is DZFE's Maestro Filipino, a focus for music with a connection to home. For this edition, I am Daniel. It has been said on numerous occasions on the program that music transcends time. Indeed it does, and that much is evident in the online concert series Pagtanao. Looking back to the past, the Piano Ensemble PH mounts a concert specifically designed to the present stage all in their commitment to keep music moving forward. It is also evident in Pagtanao's program, which features kundiman pieces recast with contemporary sounds, and through which they discuss love, country, faith, and nature. The four themes, they say, that encompass not only the Filipino identity, but also the human experience. Pagtanao is something of a comeback for Ripieno, and premiered last June 23. Shortly after that, we spent some time with the group's conductor, A.J. Villanueva, and soprano Pauline Arejola, who tell us more about the rather lengthy history of the event, the peculiarities of mounting an online concert, and the new perspectives presented by fitting new sounds to timeless kundiman pieces. Indeed, we hear one such example before we dive into our interview. Here is the Ripiano Ensemble in A.J. Villanueva's arrangement of the traditional Aking Between. Oh, my God. 
Emerge Opera in 2019, we were supposed to bring it to Singapore for 2020. There were plans, and then uh, March of last year, all of these happened. So there was more than a year of space between Emerge Opera and uh, what we are doing now. We wanted also to do this because we, we still wanted the group to have our dynamics uh, intact. It's been a long time for us. It's been a struggle for a lot of artists this past year, but uh, we're here and uh, we're doing this concert. Yeah, It's all about looking back, resurfacing what was before. And I think that was also one of the objectives of our concert is to bring music back, the music that was before. Because, you know, music constantly changes. And aside from we like playing this repertoire, it's also one thing to constantly share to the audience to always give this kind of musical experience to them. This is a project I started in 2016. It was actually by chance that uh, <laughs> I was asked by a student to have the piano and some accompany her for her voice recital. So it's just me arranging all these condiment pieces and some Italian arias. So we performed it for this student's recital. And then after that, we thought, why not have a concert with all of these and uh, add some more pieces? So that was in March 2016, where we had this concert called Off Key. We just wanted to have a footing maybe in the UP College of Music where people would watch us and they would understand what we were playing. And they would understand what we were sing. It was a thought that uh, we wanted to have the voice department maybe try to have us for their recitals because we have already pieces for Kundimans and Italian Arias. It was just that thought. With how it was received during that time and all the other performances that we had of the Kundiman pieces that we had, we brought it to Hong Kong in 2018 in partnership with Hong Kong New Music and Song and along with uh, two spoken word artists here in Manila. We had that spoken word uh, element because of the poetry that these condiment pieces had. We had that same repertoire back here in Manila. And so since that time, we have been expanding on this repertoire of condiment pieces and also trying to think about, well, for my side, it's pretty obvious why people listen to it. It's recognizable. But for me, it's, I think it's something deeper than that. We have encountered this piece by Professor Johannes Schulhorn from Germany in 2015, when all of us were studying in Hong Kong for 
this two-week workshop. It was tonal, to say the least, but with aspects of contemporary music there. So that sparked everything. And uh, until now, it's something that is, for me, refreshing to hear because it is recognizable, but at the same time, refreshing for me as a contemporary composer because there are sonorities and soundscapes that are very new and still being explored with some of the instruments, some of the arrangements we had. Basically, that is how this repertoire came out. It's from all of that. From that, how did you construct Pagtanao? Uh, when we were planning this, we wanted to have uh, just one concert of maybe an hour and a half, the usual one-time concert that we have been having before. But because of uh, maybe the dynamics of watching online concerts, we decided to uh, shrink it into a series of four episodes. With those four episodes and with our uh, repertoire, I just needed to connect some dots so that each episode would speak on their own. We have an episode for love, an episode for the country and freedom, for prayer and faith, and for nature. It was actually just due to uh, constantly changing uh, dynamics in watching videos online. We have all been saturated with a lot of online concerts this past year. We wanted to do something different. The series, I think, was a good idea, as well as thinking about the visuals of the concert in partnership with uh, Toothless Productions. They have been so creative and so innovative with how this concert should look like. So it's Kondiman, along with other pieces that we have performed before as well. There's also a consideration of practicality in all of it. It's not just connecting the dots for the themes. It's also basically practicality. And uh, we want to make it as efficient as possible, as good-looking as possible, as good-sounding as possible. And uh, that's how we came up with... Uh, the series. Why the themes of love, nation, faith, and nature? Love, nation, faith, and nature is something that's recurring in our lives. If you overdress these themes, it becomes over-romantic. But at the same time, if you don't look at it at all, the world just fails, you know? Like, society just feels like your relationship with people just fails. We chose these themes as the core of the music because these four themes are where music really revolves, particularly love, like all kinds of love, not just romantic love, love for country, love for nation, love for faith, love for nature. And when you connect all these, it becomes like the circle of life. These are the four pillars, if you will, of the human experience. Yes, exactly. Basically, I thought about the repertoire that we had Mm -hmm. and frame it in a way that will um, allow the music to speak to people as well. And that concert, I was saying that this is what we need to do right now. We need to show people this, love. And in freedom in the country, this past year has been a very sensitive time. Prayer and faith is another thing that we need to do. And I wanted to frame our pieces to speak in that way. And nature and the river. Let me just tell you a backstory about a river. I had this piece that I wrote in 2012. It speaks about the river. And uh, I was told that whenever you are lost in the mountains, you just needed to find a river, and that will lead you outside of the woods. That imagery has always been in my mind ever since. So it's beyond just the music speaking. It's how we came to frame them so that it would speak maybe on another level to people. It's not just the music and how they experience it at that moment, but 
I don't know. Maybe um, after the concert, they would hopefully think about that experience that is brought about, not just by music, not just the lyrics, not just the text, but also going out of the experience of viewing it in an online concert and allowing it to permeate in their everyday lives because all of us are in a crisis right now. We've been in this crisis for more than a year and I think we need to frame our music in a certain way to speak people in a way that is also new because it is a new platform. It is basically a new world that we have right now. How else can we use music to reach out to people and to make people know about their humanity and allow all of those themes to permeate our everyday lives so that we also can touch other people with this.
That was the Piano Ensemble in Jonas Baez, Tatlong Tagulaylay. Here is the second part of our interview. We are performing Jonas Baez's Tatlong Tagulaylay. Uh, we have premiered it in 2017 in, I think, Nanning, China. Well, it's under the Freedom Country theme. It is a quotation of a kundiman, actually a protest song from Aloysius Baez, written during the martial law era which is in the tune of A Condiman by Bonifacio Abdon. In the music that Dr. Jonas Baez wrote, it is a dissolution of that quotation of that condiman. It is actually very tonal. It borderlines in recognizability and at the mm-hmm. same time, atonality. We'll circle back again to the idea of the condiman in contemporary music form. And the other one is Mahiwagang Hardin by National Artist for Music, Roman Santos. I think Pauline can speak mm-hmm. more about this. Quick trivia. He actually wrote this opera in 1965 for his undergraduate thesis. And I have the score with all his handwriting. And it's, one again, an aspect of Pagtanao. Uh, in our concert, we performed only one. Ligaya's Arya. Ligaya is the main character of this story. Ligaya is a nine-year-old girl and she's blind. But she's able to see this world that she has created for herself. It was her imagined reality. She's a symbol of innocence because in a way she cannot see the world, but she's able to perceive the world. So seeing the world and perceiving the world are two different things. And in this opera, it was really developed in the plot. She uses a representation of innocence and because she could not see the physical world she somehow learned to live in her imagined reality. There is a constant battle between her natural existence and the perfect goodwill of her imagination. Because Ligaya always wanted things to be beautiful. But then there is a question in this story that is her desire to always see the beauty an advantage or a disadvantage? The story highlights the imperfection of human desire. Is this human desire or this desire towards goodness a good thing or a bad thing? Relating it back to the concert, this is a constant question or a constant battle for us as individuals, as humans. Is our desire to always bring something good to the world around us? Is that for good or will it make things worse? What do you want your audience to take away from the concert? As a soprano or as a singer, the first thing that I want the audience to take away from this is the story behind the songs. Beyond those beautiful music beyond the instrumentation beyond everything i hope the audience will be able to hear the story 
and not just the music, not just the voice. These words come from people before our time, came from people before the time of the composers who composed these songs. So it came from before this world that we're living in. So it's history making its way to the present. And I believe it's telling us something. Hence, Pagdanao. Exactly. There are a couple of things that I wanted to take away. First is the richness of Filipino music mm-hmm. in the Kundiman and also with the new music that has come out from uh, Dr. Baez, Dr. Santos, and myself. And uh, that this tradition of writing serious classical music is still there and is still continuing. As the same with all of our concerts have been in the past, I uh, want people to be more open to new sonorities that is brought about by contemporary music and the ideas of contemporary music that is not much introduced, not just in the Philippines, but in other countries as well. This is our way of educating people to listen, uh, hence the recognizability of our pieces, which are all in the Filipino language. Yes. Music is there to help them imagine what the vivid imageries of the texts are saying. 